Hello, this is Gary from VR Roundtable again here with another deep dive and I just want to apologise for the lack of deep dives on the channel and also on the audio podcast version of this where you can find it on iTunes and all the other podcast download places, um, it shouldn't be a problem um, but yeah there has been a lack of deep dives lately and you know we, these are going to be sort of few and far between and we might do a few in a row and then there might not be any for a while mainly because it's it's just when topics pop into our head and we want to discuss them a little bit more really that's why we do these things um so just bear with us on that and you know these will happen these will continue to happen it's just when we get a sort of a, a flash of inspiration to record an episode so um in this one i just wanted to talk about um whether the future of vr is standalone headsets you know this is coming off the back of oculus connect 4 where they announced two standalone HMDs, um, the Oculus Go and also the previously revealed uh, Project Santa Cruz, which is a little bit further away than the Oculus Go. So yeah, these are two new headsets that will be coming out in sort of the near to mid-range future from Oculus. The Oculus Go will be out uh, hopefully at the beginning of 2018. Project Santa Cruz will be going out to developers at some point in 2018, but we don't know a actual date on when there'll be consumer versions uh, available to, to buy. So um, that's all a little bit up in the air at the moment. But um, yeah, on the on the subject of standalone HMDs, you know, we all know that the premium VR experience at this point is tethered PC or console-based headsets. Um, you know, the Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive and the PlayStation VR are all the pinnacle of VR experiences at the moment and there's obvious advantages of uh, PC or console based VR we generally get things which are sort of experiences and games which have higher quality of graphics better performance and you also get generally get a better sort of dedicated outside in tracking solution for the current generation of headsets so you know with the Vive and the they have these uh, the cameras and the lighthouses which track your movement the PlayStation VR slightly lower quality tracking but you know it's still got outside and it uses a uh, the, the PlayStation the camera device which can track movement and it's a solution that we're, we're at at the moment on the mobile side of things you've got the Samsung Gear VR which doesn't have any positional tracking at all you know it's only three degrees of freedom movement um, and that's okay at the moment for mobile VR you really have the advantages of mobile VR are the convenience the portability and also the cost you know a lot of people already have a, a Samsung phone so if they want to jump into VR it's really only the cost of the Gear VR headset which is really an, an enclosure for the phone so you can pop that in there and uh, you can get that for around sort of £90 uh, $99 around that sort of price so in order to get a taste of VR the Gear VR can really give you a, a a good idea of what it's all about it's not going to give you the best experience or even close to the best experience but it will give you a, an idea of what virtual reality is 
So yeah, they're, they're the main advantages of mobile VR. Now, the disadvantages of mobile VR are the lack of positional tracking. Uh, also, you know, it's got very limited graphics um, and also performance because obviously, you know, the, the phones have a limited amount of processing power available to them. So they have to sort of manage this effectively in order to manage things like um, the, the heat of the, the phone is generating due to the CPU working overtime in order to generate these uh, intense VR graphics um, and things like that. So yeah, there's not there are a lot of uh, disadvantages of mobile VR at the moment. But then we move on to the Oculus Go, which is basically a Gear VR in a all-in-one standalone solution so you don't need a mobile phone to run this device it's a headset and a controller a separate controller um, which runs almost on parity with the Gear VR so any games that are available on the Gear VR most most of them will be available on this Oculus Go so yeah the problem with this because it is pretty much a Gear VR is that it only has three degrees of freedom the same as, as the Gear VR so you don't get any positional tracking there are no motion controllers you do get a separate controller with this but it doesn't have uh, sort of any uh, sort of six degrees of freedom uh, tracking within there but you know, the Oculus Go does have some advantages over the Gear VR. It has what Oculus call in the next generation of optics. So they've spent a long time trying to get these lenses correct for this device. So it should give a slightly wider field of view, a better, a clearer image um, within the headset, which is something, you know, I've wanted for a long time. And also, you know, this device, it's just one unit. You don't need to purchase anything else beyond this device. And it's reasonably priced in my mind at $199. Um, so I think that's a good entry level point for mobile VR or standalone VR um, without the need of owning a Samsung phone. So yeah, I think this is a great idea from Oculus to, to bring this out. But then beyond that, the Oculus also announced the Santa Cruz, um, which they did you know, they did show off a very brief video last year at Oculus Connect 3 where they shown this device, which is a standalone device again, which also has six degrees of freedom. So, you know, you can move around the room. It tracks where you are in the room and, you know, you can track your position through space as well as just your rotational head movement. This gives it a significant advantage over something like the Oculus Go or, or Gear VR. But not only that, this year at Oculus Connect 4, they announced that this device when it ships will be shipped with motion controllers which have six degrees of freedom so here we are you know this is a standalone this is a true standalone hmd without the need for a pc or a console everything is on board it has all the processing units all the motion sensors on board it has four cameras which track your position and also tracks the relative positions of the motion controllers that that you're using and you know it by all accounts it looks like it will do a fantastic job if it works as advertised this is the the big question at the moment now the main concerns for the santa cruz prototype are that the the tracking of the controllers on and the headset itself how good will that be will it be accurate enough will the headset cover a wide enough field of view in order to track these controllers so that you don't feel uh, inhibited by where they are in space 
space and what you want to do within virtual reality. The other thing, you know, overall the power of the HMD, Nate Mitchell described this as somewhere between mobile VR and the Oculus Rift but it's closer to mobile VR. He actually stated this. So that's a, a little bit of a concern of mine. You know, how powerful will this device be? How compelling will the experiences be beyond what we've already seen on mobile VR? And also there's a concern of weight as well. This headset has to contain a lot of technology and it's got to contain a power source, a battery which will power all of this technology, the CPU, everything that's going in there. So I don't underestimate how difficult this is for Oculus to uh, get past. Although, you know, some of the preliminary reports that we're hearing out of Oculus Connect for from people that have tried this have said it is, you know, it's not incredibly light, but it's not overbearingly heavy either. So I think that's encouraging. Now, I sort of believe that these standalone HMDs are a great addition to virtual reality, and I, I honestly do think that the, the future will lie in these to a certain extent. I also think that PCs will always be the highest end, and they may end up, as they are now really in many ways, a niche, a niche for enthusiasts that want the best possible fidelity within virtual reality. Now, standalone HMDs, I suspect these kinds of devices, especially the Santa Cruz in my mind at least if it's uh, sort of priced at a point where most people can, can can jump on board with this kind of thing I believe that these standalone HMDs will be more widely adopted from consumers because there's a, a perception of less hassle and there is less hassle it's not just a perception you know there is less hassle with these you can buy one unit it's self-contained there's nothing else you need you can it has a, a portability you can take this with you wherever you want to go um so you know there's so many advantages of these standalone hmds that it's difficult to see a future where these aren't the dominant sort of device for virtual reality and also with this comes the fact that these standalone HMDs could sort of adopt a, a console style approach where you buy a device and it sources its content from a definitive platform. The same as we see from something like PlayStation or Xbox, they each have their own independent stores and it will be easier for virtual reality companies like Oculus to have a standalone HMD where they can just say, this is the console, this is the console equivalent really of virtual reality. It's standalone you purchase from our store and there you go. With PC, Oculus have had quite a lot of criticism because they're funding their own exclusives and they're not opening up their store, their platform to other headsets in a, sort of a, in a way that's natively supported. So they've, they've sort of had a lot of criticism for this. If they move into this standalone area, I think that because these are separate devices away from a PC where we where there is a culture of um, everything needs to be open and everybody needs to have access to everything then they can probably justify their own store a lot more effectively in that platform so you know these are all sort of questions that, that will have to be answered over the next sort of year to two years how they'll how they'll tackle this kind of stuff and where these standalone headsets will source their content so while I can understand that the future of virtual reality in general for the the wider consumer focus of virtual reality might be on something like standalone HMDs and I think that's great I also think that there will always be a need and a niche for 
the highest possible fidelity that anybody can get within VR and PCs and consoles will always play a part in that role. Now, I don't expect it to always be tethered where, you know, vir um, virtual reality headsets will have to have a cable that goes from the headset down to the PC. I think we'll move on very rapidly from that. Some things that we've already seen, like the TP cast, for example, and uh, Intel are working on solutions for this as well, where you don't need a cable, um, but you do need to be close and sort of in line of sight of the PC really and I think that will sort of progress and we'll get more advanced technology in that area um, but I do still think that the, the raw processing power that a PC offers will allow consumers to have the, the highest possible fidelity at any one time really so I think that will always be a niche um, although obviously it won't be the, the main focus. And also, if we look even further ahead in the future, you know, when we get to the point where we have these AR and VR glasses that um, will probably at some point in the future maybe replace mobile phones and the standalone HMDs, the standalone virtual reality HMDs, these will be a device that a lot of people will probably want to jump on board with. If these start to overtake things like mobile phones, these will be a solution for communication, social, productivity and gaming these will be everything all in one device even looking towards that kind of a future where just as ubiquitous as mobile phones are now we're all wearing these AR and VR combined glasses then I still think there will be a niche even in in that scenario where dedicated high-end PCs that will still offer the highest possible fidelity um, will probably still have their place to some capacity but it's difficult to say at that point you know I'm talking very far ahead in the future there but it's um, an interesting discussion and the fact that Oculus have announced all of these standalone HMDs, the Oculus Go and the uh, Project Santa Cruz, which is coming a little bit later on, I'm very interested and I'll watch these with um, a, a lot of curiosity to see how they sell. And, you know, I've got my eye on the Santa Cruz at the moment, depending on how um, that's priced and also obviously, you know, when we get close to release, how reviews and things like that are, are um, sort of portraying this device um, but yeah I think having a standalone HMD to complement PC based VR for us enthusiasts will be a great way to go but um, thanks for watching this video and uh, listening to this episode of Deep Dives We'll probably be discussing this a little bit more on the next episode of VR Roundtable. I don't know when I'll be putting this deep dive up on YouTube and on the uh, podcast feed. So um, it might be after that episode is aired. But we'll be discussing everything that came out of Oculus Connect 4 on episode 57 of VR Roundtable. So uh, make sure you check that out. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching and listening to this episode.